Hey y'all, we're the king. We are by no means the masterful kings of homesteading, but we do our best to simplify our sweet little life in Savannah, Georgia. How do we have a homestead in a coastal city, you may be wondering. Being born and raised here, we were determined to combine our love of our hometown with love, our love of animals and gardening, and so we did. On a quaint four-acre, what we like to call oasis, about a mile from the intercoastal waterway. We stay happily busy caring for our horses, our donkey, our countless chickens, ducks, oh, don't forget the guinea, oh, and don't forget the pheasant that somehow got wrapped into our chicken menagerie, our four soon-to-be-five dogs, our four cats, (laughs) and one precious little girl. When husband agrees, I hope to grow our little homestead with goats, maybe, oh, I see y'all I'm reading my website and it says with goats geese and honeybees check the geese are here too I can't believe I forgot them and I will keep going on this introduction without reading but just so you know this is a nice way to give y'all a little summary of who we are without me having to rewrite the page anyhow let me go back (laughs) but everything all in good time we're in the process of building a thriving food forest to supplement our raised vegetable gardens And I have a weakness for blueberries, knockout roses, and hydrangeas. I mean, don't we all? Really? Let's go. We've been slowly growing our perennial edibles and adding those to the garden. We love the fresh new challenges that our annual veggie gardens bring to us every year. The pandemic helped speed up a few of those one-day things that I've always wanted to try. So I'm finally starting to get the hang of bread making. It's so good. Preserving our harvest, mostly in the freezer, but we're working on dehydration and pickling and making our own jams, which I think I perfected this year. We're not ready to sell anything, but it's a dream of mine to one day have a little driveway market out front with art, produce, jams, eggs, and maybe a few plants. Honestly, we flip-flop between wanting to keep our little simple life private and then wanting to share it with anyone and everyone who's interested We've learned so much since we started this way of life, and we still have a lifetime of learning ahead of us. I'm not always the most consistent sharer, oops, but when I'm in the mood to write and share and or, you know, now talk on this podcast, we must. So we invite you to follow us along on our little journey, and hopefully we can um, get you all on a simple journey too. We don't live solely off our homestead, but simple contentment does grow in abundance here. So yeah, that's a little bit about us. And yes, I read that from our website. So if you want to go double check who we are, make sure that you've got the right Homestead Kings, please do so. Um, It really comes down to we're young and we've always just worked really hard. It's always been important to us to get back to the land and get back to, I guess, what we see as the roots of humankind, getting our hands in the soil and feeding and taking care of those other lives and it just comes down to that it's providing good food for ourselves hi no come this way okay so husband just joined us and he is here now hello howdy ho (laughs) and he doesn't like to prepare anything um little side note in college we had a cooking show that we did on YouTube, and it was really before YouTube got humongous and quite what it is today. But it grew to be 
substantial for us. We never made any money off of it, but he was in front of the camera and he was a natural. So we were on Fox News and he was on Paula Deen's cooking show and all those places and we had a great time with it. Um, we eventually graduated college and it kind of came, went away. So what do you think? Why, why do we do this? Why do we have this life? What can we share with our, our followers, our friends about why we're in the farm homesteading business? <laughs> so the funniest part to me is that before we started talking, she tried to tell me what to say and ask what I was going to say. And that's just, I just don't have that in me. If you give me a script, I will mess that up. So, um, just the, I will say that we love to do this and I feel that we love to do this for similar ways, but also for very different reasons because Kira likes to prepare and think about it and get through the proper process and make sure it's all going to be perfect. And I like to just kind of throw things around and see exactly what the hell's going to happen. So it's a, it's a perfect balance between the two of us. And all that being said, I, uh, I think that we, we initially wanted to do this because it's really hard to sit still in general, let alone, you know, just sit on the couch and watch TV a lot. So we prefer to be outside. So, you know, we like to say we upgraded to the farm, even though it's not quite a farm, it's the homestead, but we upgraded to this and, you know, lost a couple hundred square feet of our house um, and added a human while we were doing it. So that's, uh, you know, you got more people, less space, but we got a whole lot more adventure outside. And so I think that the the best part about all this for me personally is to just you have to be outside it forces you to go outside we're here because we want to make sure we make a tiny productive human and i don't understand i just don't know another way to um make them be productive other than to bring them into the life of production so if we have eggs we need to collect tiny at two years old will carry that basket and move that chicken and get pecked and grab an egg and put it in there and not break the egg most days and um that that's why we're here we're we're all here to to remind ourselves you know food isn't just everywhere yes it grows on trees but you do maybe you got to pick it maybe you got to go outside and find it it's not always just this huge abundance of wealth just lying around i mean the grocery store is great trust me i'm i I work in the industry i I love going to grocery stores but i also love to know and to be in touch with where my food comes from you know where my family's food comes from i love to prepare food i love to start it from a seed to get it to the plate that's just fascinating to me and I, i like that it um it makes you think a little you know a little bit more about what your food is when you're actually trying to bring it up from from nothing and animals are fun that's true and she reads from the website and i think it's time to update the website when husband says that it's okay to bring in more animals (laughs) husband would have already gotten a goat wow and you don't want one anymore and we're working on the cow we're getting there yes our our animal want list has changed um you know, y'all, I don't, can you say in a little short synopsis, like what it is your career is and how that kind of, you said, obviously that you work in that industry and you see like there's piles of food at the grocery store and it's real easy to drive there and grab it or get it delivered to your house, but it's not as easy. Oh, hi. Text message in the middle of our podcast. Um, it's not as easy to grow your own food, but why, from what you've seen in your industry without, you know, stepping on anybody's toes 
why do you personally want to grow your own food? Is it more nutritious? Do you just like the challenge? Like, what is it about it that makes you want to do that? I don't feel like I'm being interviewed. Well, you're not, but... I am, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I would say that I genuinely cannot sit still. The longest I will sit here and look at a computer today will be during this podcast. And that's perfect for me and I want to be outside and I want to be working and I want to keep pushing through things and that just correlates into I like to be in touch with my food I think it's more nutritious I think the shorter distance it has to travel to your kitchen is a beautiful deal and if you can it's very much rewarding you know how many butternut squashes I ate before we moved here that would be zero right because what I don't know where that is I don't know where that came from I don't even like what is that y'all he used to call lettuce rabbit food which is not not he would wrong. not eat rabbit food. Beatrix Potter says it is rabbit food, yes, for the record. Yes, yes, she does. We read a lot of Beatrix Potter at our house. However, this year is the first year that he'd like to be in charge of the garden, and by in charge meaning, like, planning what we're growing in the fall, and he told me he's doing all lettuce. I never said that. <laughs> you, you say that. So, and then I'm really excited true. to only eat lettuce for the next six months. Seriously. <laughs> no, it's going to be good. And he... You didn't say where you work. I'm not going to. Well, you're not going to, you don't have to say the company. He works. He I sells work in food. the black market. Right, right, right. Good. He sells food. Um, I do sell food. I'm connected <laughs> to food. I do a lot with, that's literally all I do all day, every day. And anything from raw to processed to fully cooked to anything you could ever imagine, trust me, we sell it in some form or fashion. And I love it. I go to work every day and I love my job. I'm surrounded by food. I just, you know, I get to cook, I get to play, I get to do all sorts of stuff, see people. It's fun. But it really do is. we eat that food at home? Uh, not always. No, no, we don't. We do not eat most we, of the food he sells I was about to say, we've gotten to where we eat a lot of it. Okay. There's some of it. There's some of it. Well, we didn't start out this way, y'all. We had like a little suburban house. That was, well, I guess it's bigger than this house now, but it was a typical suburban house. And I remember the side yard got good sun. So I was like, oh my gosh, we have some scrap wood. Will you build us a raised bed? I think we had two. And -hmm. they were like six inches tall. And the first year we threw some Tabasco peppers or something like that. Oh, yeah. Is that the right word, Tabasco? No. That's not the right word. That's the company. They were it? dragon cayenne. Dragon cayenne peppers. He was so excited. And they were so hot. He couldn't even mean them. It was a waste of space. But they grew, and they grew well in our climate. So we did that. And then I've always been enthralled with fruit trees and just grabbing stuff like that off the off the tree and being able to munch and snack as you walk around your yard. I think that's so cool. So I put those in, and I don't know. I don't I think we mentally outgrew the space before, obviously, physically. Um, It came down to our horses were boarding at a barn nearby, and that barn was actually going to close, and we just needed to figure something out quick. We always talked about having a farm, but we never talked about it, like, at the ripe age of 25. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) so we jumped. Um, You got to jump when you're young. You still got energy. That's right. We jumped, and, y'all, it was tight. It was tight, but it it's just one of those things where if you're that type of person where you see the risks and they're real scary. And like he said, I'm a planner and it was scary, but I saw the risks, but then I also saw the rewards and the rewards outweighed the risks and we just jumped. And so it literally started with, we wanted our horses in our backyard. 
So we got a little acreage and we were like, that'll be great. And then just over time, we just became these people where I, I don't know, it, it's craziness to me to even look back on it, to think like people ask me now for gardening advice and I'm still, I feel still like I'm in the infancy stages of learning how to do an annual vegetable garden. And then this past, the past two years, we learned about food for us, right? Hey. And I, now that's a whole new world, a perennial edible food garden. Like how amazing is that? And what potential can we tap into? And then I love all those permaculture ideas of basically having a closed self-sustaining system as, as best you can. I mean, we're on grid. We've been looking in how to slowly get off of grid, but we haven't fully figured that out yet. But we do the best we can. And, I mean, when I eat a butternut squash that grew literally in our chicken and duck poop compost, I mean, talk about nutrition and food miles. It, <laughs> Yes, there are some sweat, some sweat equity in that because right now we're doing a coop clean to get it in for our fall garden. Um And it's hard work, but the nutrition that that has and the taste and the flavor, it's just different, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just a different feeling and it's a different flavor. And if he does grow only lettuce for six months, I'm okay with that because the (sighs) lettuce from your garden is a million times better from the lettuce from the grocery store. It's a type, it's a crispus that I didn't know existed. Did you? Yes. Okay. Well, so anyhow, now we have the four acres, and we are just working on growing things. And in that, we're growing as humans. We're growing a human. Well, she's growing, and we're supplementing that. And um, she's amazing. And like you said, having children grow up on a homestead or farm was a real big driving force for us, too. I just watching her daily ups and downs and how she can carry the eggs, like you said, but also just her relationship with our miniature donkey cinnamon. <laughs> I mean, that That's alone. That's level of stuff. That alone is worth the farm. Yes, it She really and is. that donkey, she, they just have a loving relationship like no other. Um, and from there, we're just going to keep going, and we're just going to keep learning, and we're just going to keep asking people I ask other people advice because I'm still learning. And now some people ask me some my advice, and sometimes things don't work out. Like, what can you think of that didn't work out for? Oh, the guineas. Good gracious. The guineas. That was a, that was a fun jump. What did you think about this? I liked them. Yeah, he liked them. He yelled at them when they were screaming at 1030 at night in the neighbor's na- <laughs> tree. <laughs> But some things don't work out. Now, the bright idea of getting guineas when we're surrounded by 29 neighbors, probably not so intelligent. We still have one. and She's, she's awesome. She's great. <laughs> she's a good hawk protector. But she besides is. that. Um, and then we have real big successes. Like, this is the first year I've ever grown butternut squash. Well, no, I take that back. I planted it in the wrong season yep. a couple years ago because it's called a winter squash. I thought it grew in winter. It doesn't. It grows over the summer. And it rests over the winter. Who knew? But this is a first year I planted it in the correct season. And what do you think? We have 80 pounds of butternut That's squash. Insane. There's so much butternut squash. It's crazy. Christmas presents. I mean, we're about to put a bow on those and give them to everybody. Beautiful. But 
I'm pretty sure that that sums it up in a nutshell. And of course, we'll dabble, we'll talk more about these things and we'll have full episodes dedicated to certain things. But and in terms of the who are we, if, in case you're wondering, in case you're like, why would I spend time listening to these people? That's kind of our background. And if that sounds at all interesting, we're so glad that you're here. And we are excited to, to get sharing, I don't know, what we've learned and, and maybe talk to some other people about what they've learned and, and I don't know, keep doing what we do. And I keep looking at you to, to talk, but. But you keep talking, so I can't, <laughs> I can't talk if you're talking. You that's have rude. to interrupt me. No, that's you rude. You have to interrupt me. I don't like to do that. Okay. Yes. Well, any last thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, this is fun. I'd recommend it to anybody. It honestly will help you think twice about what you eat, how you eat, the way you look at, um, you know, work. I mean, the work is only as hard as you make it. We have too much fun every single day. I wake up every day at 6 a.m. to go feed the animals. They could wait till 8, but it's more fun to get up at 6 and see them, watch the sunrise. It's just little things like that. You just, you know, helps you appreciate the tiny things. It helps you stay one with with the animals, with yourself, kind of take a moment, a little mental break every morning. That's beautiful for me. So it's uh, it's fun. I wouldn't change a thing. And, you know, we also uh, can't sit still, so who knows what's coming. That's true. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening, and look out for more episodes. And if you feel so inclined, please share and get the word out and hit that subscribe button. All right, thanks so much, y'all.